Welcome to What About Us, a podcast that discusses how policies affect rural Tennesseans. I am the host, Sandy Rice, and I am so happy to be part of the Tennessee Holler Podcast Network. Go to TennesseeHoller.com and take a look at the other podcasts and videos and sign up for the newsletter. The Tennessee Holler is completely people-funded, so send some support if you like what you see and hear. I saw a new picture on their site. I have to ask if it's new or I just missed it. It's a picture of rural Tennessee, and it says, Keeping Tennessee Honest, Amplifying Voices from Around Tennessee, Every County Matters. Well, that's what What About Us is about, amplifying rural voices with good information and discussion. Amplifying rural voters is what today's episode is all about. My guest is Anne Frill Quillen, the president of the Tennessee Democratic Party's Rural Awesome Caucus. <laughs> Put in the awesome. <laughs> Welcome, Anne. Tell Thank us you. about yourself. Okay. Um, so I'm Anne, and uh, I'm originally from Greensboro, North Carolina. And I tell everybody that I was born with three attributes that. Um, the day I was born, I was already a Democrat, I was a Methodist, and I was a Duke Blue Devil. So those things are entrenched, and sometimes they kind of cross over into each other. They do that quite a bit, actually. Um, but uh, anyway, I moved to Tennessee in 1980, and I lived in Knoxville for 30 years. And um, I went to law school at UT and raised my almost 40 year old son as a single parent. And uh, then I met this amazing artist in Crossville and that's how I ended up here. Uh, married to my amazing husband, Bill Quillen. Um, I was uh, involved with the democratic party. Like I said, I've always been a Democrat, but in 2000, I worked on Al Gore's campaign and I worked some on uh, the Kerry campaign about killed myself on Harold Ford Jr. campaign um, and then kind of laid low. But when Trump was elected, that's when I really turned up the heat. So I'm chair, I took part in Emerge, I'm chair of a Cumberland County Democratic Party and also um, six district uh, chair for the Tennessee Democratic Chairs Association. But, and you ran for office at one time. Did you, did you? I did uh, in 2018. Um, Mike Stewart twisted my arm, and I ran for the House in District 25, which is currently and held by our Speaker of the House, Cameron Sexton. Okay. And we knew, we knew how the outturn was going to be, but it's always important to have somebody run from your district, because otherwise. Who else is out there speaking on behalf of, of rural Tennesseans? We have to do that to speak to the issues. Our values. Mm -hmm. And to help build our county parties. And Definitely. that's why I did that. Well, thank you for doing that. Oh, thank you. And I think I'm getting ready to do a podcast with... The Robin Deck. Robin Deck. Yes. Yeah. Um, Robin is talk about broadband, and she sent me an amazing outline. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's She's a struggle. Over. It is such a struggle, but that's enough. We'll talk about that later about okay. how hard it is to run now. 
it's always hard, but with COVID-19, it's very hard. Right, right. And I've written down that you're an attorney because I love attorneys. Well, I love social workers and nurses and yeah, I love everybody. <laughs> Thank you. And I was really lucky. I, I um, was um, with legal counsel in the Office of the Inspector General at TVA. So I know all this stuff when they're talking about inspectors. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I loved it. So. So tell us about um, the Rural Caucus. What's, what's that all about? So in 2019, the um, Tennessee Democratic Party's uh, executive committee that created um, a handful of caucuses to, to represent those constituents who don't other have, otherwise have a voice. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to leave anybody out, but it includes a, a, a black, the Black Caucus, LGBT, a Latinx uh, caucus, uh, military veterans and military families, um, labor union caucus, and again, I, I hope I haven't. Oh, uh, there's one about the environment and climate change. Um, and so, the rural caucus, like the others, as I said, was meant to be a voice for those constituents who don't otherwise have a voice. And there's no constituency unlike the rural Tennesseans because we have definitely been left behind. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're a flyover group, even though Tennessee yeah. is so rural. Let me say, Sandra, first of all, how we, how we got going. Okay, um, yes. We, we formed a steering committee, and, and it was really hard to put together. I, I mean, it's the first time I'd ever been involved in actually creating such a a large organization. And frankly, I think that my experience working with a large organization has helped. And my other, my, a lot of my Democratic friends, you can tell which ones have worked in a big organization before and how they approach things. And, but anyway, we had a steering committee and we worked hard to determine um, what this thing would look like, what we wanted to do. And one of the hardest things was just getting a grip on what what's rural Tennessee anyway, and who who should be members of this group. And after a lot of consideration and looking at all the various ways the federal government looks at what's rural throughout through different you know uh, agencies, we determined that first of all anybody can be a member mm -hmm. because. If you live in Nashville or Chattanooga mm -hmm. or any metro areas, we still need your help. Mm -hmm. um, but voting members live outside of any kind of a, of a uh, government subdivision that's um, more than 50,000 people, 50,000 people or more. Mm -hmm. So that was a bit, you know, you would think, well, how hard is that? But that was you know, a lot of phone calls, a lot of talking. And, and we also looked at rural caucuses for uh, other state Democratic parties around the country. Mm -hmm. So then, then we were ready to kick off in, in June, finally. But it was one of things, yeah, it's one of these things where, you know, my attitude was, I mean, it was like pushing a boulder up a hill, but we didn't want to start this thing and not carry it through because then, you know, it's just another thing. People are like, whatever happened to that rural caucus? I thought they were going to do X, Y, Z. So we have pushed. An X, Y, Z. Yeah. X and Y. Yes. I want to yeah. talk about Z. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. 
So I think I got in on it uh, for the bylaws discussion. That's tough work. And then, and then, uh, then election of officers. Yes. Okay. And then um, we did, we had a kind of a reading assignment and that was the book Harvest the Vote. That's right. Which is. uh, By Jane Clev. Yes. She was on our, uh, our, our convention call. And that's one of the greatest things about, I mean, it's a curse and a blessing that, we're able to connect and get the word out um, because of, you know, using technology. Um, you know, back early this year, late last year, early this year, I was trying to fathom how to have a, a statewide meeting to get people to come to a place from all over the state for this organization that's brand new. I mean, you know, you know how people are. <laughs> and so we, we planned this, uh, our first meeting for our convention. Well, we had a couple of meetings and then we had our convention. I was like, you know, we can ask anybody to come now. Mm-hmm. And so Jane Klebb came and she's the chair of the Nebraska Democratic Party. And she is, was instrumental in the uh, shutting down the uh, Keystone Pipeline. And she's just a tremendous organizer. Nebraska is a, a great uh, example for where we want to go. So you were trying to build a volunteer base and we did some training with phone bank and communication. We use base camp, which is, yes. I just took the training on that and look out. Everybody's getting more messages from me. <laughs> uh, Chase Clemens, who is uh, chair of Lincoln County party and is running for uh, state Senate joined us it was like turning on a light bulb and you know opening up the dam because he um he worked his day job is base camp and so we we got base camp and i can't say enough about what an amazing productivity tool it is for teams Mm -hmm. Uh, um every it's like and, and this is well i'll just say it's pretty great everything you need it's like like an email plus i mean you get announcements on the the email and then you can kind of you know right. interact um, yeah. with individuals or committees or groups or everybody right know, within, if, within that if you're you know um if i'm working on a project with my county party of course now we have base camp you have to find you have to go find the you know people to add them to this email and then you have to go find a document someplace else and you know, tell her and put it on a calendar and in Basecamp, everything you need is in one place. Right. 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 And I love that. It is so efficient. I, I get easily frustrated by, you know, the impediments of trying to go find this, that, or the other to communicate with people mm-hmm. and everything you need is right there. And it's been tremendous um, for this organization. Yes, it has. Good. I mean, it's a real jump starter. Is this Chase? I mean, Chase, my gosh, Chase and Caleb Rowland, our vice chair, but Chase is our communications um, director. And uh, those two guys are pretty great. Pretty awesome. The boys. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, So, but the big focus I feel um, is candidate support. Right. And we have homegrown candidates. I'm really, uh, I gotta say, I'm pretty obnoxiously proud of this uh, program. Um, 
it started when I was looking around on Facebook at I wanted to share some information um, and noticed that a lot of the candidates, you, you have no idea if they're Democrats or Republicans. And um, I think it's important that we represent ourselves as Democrats, as the people who are who care about working people and families and want to see everyday Tennesseans uh, do better. Mm-hmm. And so I was talking to my friend, Carol Abney, who's running for state house up in district 38 in a, the largest geographic, geographically largest district. And she's pretty fierce. She mm-hmm. said, you know, the TNDP should do a branding program and call it something like, um, you know, homegrown Democrats. I'm like, that's a great idea. So I talked to uh, Chris Murphy and Evan Latt and Maria and, and Chris Murphy just ran with it and said, you could set up a program where you set forth the, the premises, the, the premise of these are the things that we support, choose the things that you most support and you can um, help the candidates. So I'm like, this is, this is such a great idea. Because it is so important that all Tennesseans pitch in and help our rural candidates. Um, if you look at, it, it's so obvious when you look at the map and where our, where our elected uh, officials to Tennessee State, House, State Senate and House are coming from, it's metro areas. Mm-hmm. And the people who live in those areas devote a lot of time and money. And the candidates is extremely um, they're extremely well-funded mm-hmm. and yet you've got Carol who is a tremendous candidate out in Clay County. And how do you shine a light on her? How do you shine a light on, uh, on Chase Clemens or, or Robin Deck? We all have to help them because otherwise, how are we ever going to increase our numbers in the state house mm-hmm. or Senate? It's not about just about, having your people represented by somebody in your district, we all must be represented by people across the state if we are going to help Tennesseans. That's right. And, you know, rural, I mean, it's not like, you know, Carol Abney's district isn't represented. There is a representative. Right. right. But you just look at things and they're just lockstep. The GOP. do everything they never break out to um i mean i am convinced i'm convinced that there are i'd say there are a fair number of republicans who would support expanded medicaid Mm -hmm. but they're in that lockstep and they're not going to break out of it yeah yeah i mean it's such common sense why not accept federal money to help 350,000 people and more now with COVID-19. Yeah. That'll lose their insurance. Right. And, um, you know, um, one thing that, um, um, Sheila Younglove, we did, uh, we've done two, two podcasts and she's an attorney and she got right on this. Um, and you, you probably know this and my listeners know this because I talk about this all the time is this, this thing that we can't have a ballot initiative. Right. You know, that's how these other states are getting uh, Medicaid expansion. Is And, and we have um, three, maybe four things. One, uh, that we can't just do ourselves and are very popular. 
Medicaid expansion. I mean, 61%. And I bet if Vanderbilt did another study now, that would be even higher. The system is totally is broken. The mm-hmm. system is broken. The GOP has backed itself into positions that are not supported by the majority of people. Mm-hmm. And yet this continues to perpetuate itself. And so it's up to us to educate people about these issues and think about what's really best for working people in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of, um, I know that Jane Klebb said something about this in her book, you know, as a Democrat, um, it's hard to be a Democrat in Tennessee. I am, I'm a proud Democrat. I'm very proud of what the Democratic Party represents. And yet we're so maligned and blamed for everything when instead of looking at each other, looking sideways to us, they need to be looking up at what's the main issue here. Mm-hmm. And it's all being driven by big money, corporate America. Mm-hmm. And the desire to push further and further to where government represents private rather than public interests. Right. And I think that George Lakoff got so many things, has gotten so many things right in terms of how people, uh, their thought pathways or, or neural pathways are directed towards a way of thinking that, that they've always thought that way. That's what they've been exposed to. Mm-hmm. And I heard someone else compare it to a sort of an evolutionary um, biology thing that we're still dictated by survival of the pack. And so people tend to think the way the people around them think. And it's hard when, when on top of this natural um, tendency to think uh, along the lines of what you've been exposed to and what you've heard, We have Fox News on top of that that continues to perpetuate and and pass and you know influence how people think in a really negative way. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, it's very frustrating. And Mm -hmm. we have we have ourselves to counter that. I've been reading this new book, uh, Hoax about Fox News. It's even worse than we thought. That's for later conversation. Yeah, that certainly is. Yeah, I can't read books like that. (laughs) I have to, yeah. I mean, and I'll say this. When I ran for the House in 2018, if I had had the wherewithal to talk to everybody in this county, I think that it, I don't know if I would have won, but I would have come a lot closer because the issue of expanded Medicaid, I mean, there are Democrats who don't, really know what that means um and definitely a lot of um you know working people who uh you know small business owners and i ran into a lot of women who are like in their 50s who are staying home with the grandchildren so that their kids can work Mm -hmm. and they don't have any kind of you know health coverage but but if you can talk to people and explain this to them they're like oh my gosh, that makes perfectly good sense. Why won't they accept that? But it takes a lot of that one-on-one. Right. And now right. it's hard to do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the pack, I mean, I think that, that's a good point. The pack is that sense of belonging. We all want to belong. And then when it's really courage to encourage to go along with the pack, I guess that's a 
great political strategy. It seems to be working in, in, yeah. in Tennessee, but you know, we also belong to a community and in a big, a big part of, you know, my, my podcast is an action action plan. So to give people something to do. And a big part of, of my action plan this time is to get involved with your community in a proactive way yes. um, to, to think, what do we need here? What does this place need? You know, what, what could we do to make life better here and to make people want to live here right. um, and work here and retire here? It's all you know, all politics is local, local, local. We need to act locally. And and one example, as I had said, was this, this big concern about the presidential nomination and, and, and that. Well, I can't do anything. Um, well, I, I can, but I can't do very much on that right. level. Yeah. But I can certainly keep track of what happens in, in Tennessee and in, in my own community. And mm-hmm. so instead of complaining about what's happening nationally or even state um get off the facebook and the twitter and go outside and you know find a neighbor that's willing to you know, you know what we need around here what i don't know but let's <laughs> <laughs> let's go to the coffee shop oh we don't have a coffee shop <laughs> right right we could start there you know what can we do well about I, saw this, I saw this really great um, yeah, one of Robert Wright's uh, great little videos about talking to people. He said that people uh, will agree on a lot of things and disagree on some things. And when it comes to Donald Trump, everybody has an opinion, mm-hmm. one way or the other. And so stay away from that discussion and instead talk about those things like you're talking about that are community oriented like you know i I really hated that you know whatever xyz and you start talking about those issues and you keep expanding as to why is it like that yeah well like why don't we have medical marijuana in tennessee Mm -hmm. that's not the you know why is that well you have to talk that issue up it's like somebody with some power and some money somewhere doesn't want it right 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 and that's pretty much and so that's why and so who who is supporting that who's behind that yeah and, and who is voting who leans the way that you want to see that happen who would vote the way you know to make that happen right and if you just think away from that the part that gets people all mad and just work your way up right to, well everything is just so kind of almost knee-jerk right oh that everybody's going to be stoned you know well what do you you know what what's the or, you know, a good conversation starter is the CBD, all these little shops. Yeah. Well, you know, what's up with that? Isn't that right. Jerry Seinfeld? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That? Right. Uh, or Emily Latella from um, Saturday Night Live. <laughs> what's this about eagle rights? <laughs> I, that's our national bird. <laughs> I like that. They should have rights too. What's all this about violins on TV? <laughs> We're dating ourselves. <laughs> but then they say, well, Emily, no, it's equal rights. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, and you know, and so my my thought is when you when I see these CBD stores, it's great for the you know enterprise and everything, but. People who actually need, and there are a lot of people who, I mean, when I ran for the house, people begged me 
for that who said that they were on pain medication and they had to, they would not, they refused to go up on that pain medication because they didn't want to become addicted and just begged for um, legal marijuana. And those CBD stores, people may get some relief, but it's not covered by insurance. And, and educate yourself about your district. And go look at the um, state finance, campaign financing and see where your representative gets right. their money from. Mm-hmm. Right. My representative right. gets almost all of his money from the medical insurance industry, pharmaceutical, and consumer loans. So when you can't afford those things, insurance and whatnot, you go get a consumer loan. So all bases are covered there, right? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Another action plan always is sign up for the Rural Caucus. Yes, that's right. It's uh, right. I think the and and here's here's the thing too, Sandy. Um, Right now, you know, we're really in a formative stage, and we wanted to take advantage of the the fact that people are turning to technology. I mean, this was early on. We started thinking about this in in February and March. And so we put this program together and a lot of people don't have a clue as to what it's about. And so we really need for people to talk about it to other, other Democrats. And so that they will go write some postcards, send $10 to some of these, some of our candidates that in and of itself would be great. Um, And um, we're really, wanting to grow and that by 2022 this program everybody will know about it and it will be understood that if you want democrats to do better in in elections for the state house and state senate then go to the rural caucus and help out with some of the rural candidates well and and swing voters and independent voters right yes and people people who are not involved with the with a party who uh, who want to get involved and you know that's that's the the what I think is the beauty of this and to get people away from the thought that well nobody's running my district so I can sit this one out mm-hmm. and no everybody we have to work as a state to elect these rural candidates mm-hmm. and that's that's the message and by 2022 that is going to be what we stand for and the clear message. I can tell you after continuing to push this boulder up this hill that we're not going to stop now. No, uh-uh. no we're not going to let it slide down. So if people would only just spread the word and that in and of itself is something, even if they themselves can't help, mm-hmm. so go sign up. And uh, the things that they're, the, our candidates are really pushing are um, health care. Mm-hmm schools, complete funding of public schools, and I think then the jobs in the economy. Is that four the- cores, the four cores, yeah. It's um op- economic opportunity yeah, okay. for Tennesseans, yeah, and broadband. Those and- are the four that we all agree on. And those are issues that um, affect everybody in Tennessee. But in rural Tennessee, remember I said that the caucuses are meant to be a voice for this constituency. In rural Tennessee, we're especially hard hit on all of the on each of those issues in a, in a 
a major, major way. Right, right. Because, uh, you know, everybody, I'm sure you've talked about each of those. And then, and Robin's going to talk about broadband, I think, right? And, and, and you mentioned Carol Abney. She did, um, uh, she's awesome. She oh is. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, she's in House District 38, which um, two of her, you said was a big, big area, but two of her counties are distressed areas. We talked about that. The worst 10% uh, in the country. That's right. The bottom. And, uh, you know, she is a CPA. Oh, I love CPAs. <laughs> I, love CPAs. I know. I'm like, that's a whole that. other level. <laughs> they get started talking about taxes and I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. Oh my gosh. I didn't know that. You know, so she's, she's gonna, I'm writing postcards for Carol. Yes. Um, and I've donated, uh, I've donated generously. Okay. Yeah. She sends me, you know, she wants the money. Okay. Um, <laughs> I thought I was supposed to get a hat. I need to talk to her about the hat. Hey, I've sent her a shirt. She needs to send me a hat. <laughs> And then um, uh, Sheila Younglove uh, talked about um, her, the attorney that's checking on that ballot initiative law that we have, that we can't have that. Right. Sybil Miller Watkins. Yes, Sybil. Uh, Did you know that Sybil and I are sisters? Are you? <laughs> we don't look alike. sisters. Are you a merge sister? Yes, we yeah. are. Um, but I just, I love Sybil. I have learned more from civil about um, racial equity than anybody I know. Just talking with her and she's just my buddy. Well, uh, we did a podcast on uh, schools and the pandemic plan. Mm -hmm. um, oh yeah. Weeks, weeks before the GOP, they went up I think last week and they were gonna talk about, they were gonna get all over Penny Schwinn Right. Um, about the the lack of organization and you know i i repost well i posted no i reposted on facebook her her um, podcast with me because she she nailed it yes she nailed the whole thing they could just listen to her podcast and then take it from there but but they won't no. Chase clemens and i uh, state senate 14 who you've mentioned chase is part of the organization we talked about we talked about um schools as well uh and then working with several others um through October on medical marijuana and ecotourism and one of our big issues is about economic opportunity I don't know if anybody is covering that and I am not knowledgeable enough to cover it in depth here but the um, lack of support for small businesses and micro businesses micro businesses are six or fewer people and I think a small business can be as many as 50 people and the state gives millions of dollars in incentives and tax breaks to bring industry here, and then you know virtually nothing for keeping or drawing small businesses and that's that's what it's going to take i mean most of most people in tennessee are employed by small business and right. those are the, the companies that need they need the help mm -hmm. and, it, and it can be something so simple as you know, uh, some building or something, some space that's not being used, you know, and, you know, so, so many things that can be done to help a small business and it's not, not happening. Right. Well, and we've talked about that uh, with Linda Sherrill. Who's oh, okay. 
Um, and we need to talk about that again. I mean, you go through our towns um, and there's all boarded businesses everywhere. And like I say, in, in the action plan, get, get a couple folks together and we, why don't we have a coffee shop here and start looking into why don't you don't have a coffee shop here? Carol right. doesn't have a daycare in her yes. counties. I mean, how basic is, is that? I think the economy was better when there was the video stores and the tanning salons, you know, right. Right. three per community. You know, what's, what's changed since then? And, you know, one of the things that I couldn't understand when I moved here uh, to Crossville is, why don't the schools have the aftercare at the schools? And in Knoxville, I mean, I think about every elementary school has that. And they said, well, somebody has to want to sign the contract to do that. Well, why is that? Why can that not be something that is more easily obtainable for, you know, a business person who wants to do that and to help the parents who have, you know, the kids in school? Right. This has been great. Yes, I've enjoyed it so much. Let's do it again. By our voices. Yes. So listen, tell everybody to, we, we have a Facebook group, but we're phasing into a Facebook page because, you know, Facebook groups are kind of like a bulletin board more than anything. But our Facebook page is one where we talk, we provide information about upcoming events and how you can help, etc. But the main thing is to go to our website, which is ruraltndems.org and sign up. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't want to uh, volunteer, um, go sign up to be, uh, that means you're going to be in base camp and that's where the work is. Okay. And we also have committees that we need help with. We have a legislative committee. Uh, and committees about all these um, different topics that we've talked about, uh, because after the election, we'll go more into uh, highlighting, say, uh, something's going on in, in Franklin County, then we want to highlight that and get everybody from all rural all the rural counties to help promote and, and um, you know, inf and what's the word about making it... Uh, amplify uh -huh. that issue and put some pressure to make it, to make it be solved to create a solution. Right. Right. So that is, you know, people have a certain um, interest. We need your help. Well, and I don't want to take away from the, the county parties. Right. But I know a lot of people don't like to go to the meetings. Um, yeah. They can be dry. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, they're, they're, there needs to be a look at kind of revamping, you know, that Yeah. if, but this is an option to, you know, some education. I know there's a couple things coming up um, on rural issues, uh, a couple opportunities on Facebook. I don't think that this will be on in time for that, but there'll be other things, right. you, you know, right. tune into and, and do base camp and do zoom. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's not too many good things about the virus, but, <laughs> but one of the things is being, being able to be involved without leaving your home. Yes. And the quality of, of Zoom is getting better and better and will continue to be so, so that there's, it's going to be easier to, to be involved without getting a babysitter and worrying about yeah. dinner or what you're going to wear. Right. And we have examples of not caring about what we look at. That's right. <laughs> 
And, you know, I think that people are intimidated about, I mean, I'm not like this, about going to a meeting of people you don't know who they are. Yeah, it's intimidating for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to become involved, this is a way to do that. And I think in return, that will begin, they'll start to become involved with their county parties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, you know, sort of a quid pro quo. It's going to go both ways. So that was my podcast with Ann Quillen, president of the TNDP Rural Caucus. You can tell we are both passionate about our rural communities and yours. I want to emphasize one point. Of course, we all have state house and Senate representatives, and you can find out who they are at capital.tn.gov. What the Rural Caucus is saying is that the GOP elected officials in our districts don't seem to represent their constituents, us, very well. They vote together against funding for public schools, investing significantly in economic opportunities in rural areas, broadband, a living wage, and even discussing Medicaid expansion to keep some level of emergency and medical care in our rural hospitals. They vote together for tax breaks for big businesses and corporations, solutions for big city schools, putting money in a rainy day fund, and passing legislation that runs into expensive legal battles. We want elected officials to represent their small towns and rural communities and make them and our way of life and them sustainable. The Rural Caucus thinks that they have some candidates, and I believe that they do, (laughs) that will do what we need with new ideas and strong commitment. Please check them out on the Rural Caucus Facebook and webpage and sign up for the base camp email that we discussed. Thanks for listening to What About Us and to the Tennessee Holler for including a discussion of rural issues in their podcast lineup. Go to tnholler.com to sign up, support, and listen to more great stuff. This is Sandy Rice, and thank you for listening. And thank you, Anna Quinlan, for um, hanging out with me this Saturday morning.